Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlaineCouragesYou.com, where we're here with a word from the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blaine, and as always, I give God praise, glory, and honor for being here with all of you on this episode number 260 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we're doing something just a tad bit different from what we normally do in the way of a word study. So please go ahead and take this time to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blaine encourages you, is coming to you with a word from the Lord from the book of Matthew. We're going to take a look at the word closet. Yes, that's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. Hey there, BCU fam. Blen from BlenCouragesYou.com here with another podcast on the go. So as per usual, I love to consult with the Lord as to what we should be talking about in our time together. And normally, or, or I would say most of the time, the Lord gives me uh, ideas pretty much on the spot for days ahead of my recording day. And that wasn't so for this particular podcast. So as I was waiting and, and sort of like, oh, Lord, I'm not sure what, what to do here. The Lord so graciously reminded me of an idea he had given me a few months prior, and that is a word study. Now, for those that may know me personally, you do know that I love vocabulary. I love to know the etymology of words and the context in which they were used and how we can apply it to our daily lives. I, I love that, uh, especially when it comes to some of uh, what we learn in the Bible, because Many times what was spoken was uh, in a particular time period, and we need to understand how it applies to us today. Also, some of the wording that we see uh, is very interesting in knowing what the breakdown is and, and how that can be even more personalized to us. So that's what we're going to do today uh, with the help of the Lord. We're going to take a look at one word in a series of scriptures. So with that being said, let's go to, if you can, Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to be reading from the King James Version. 
Now, as you are making your way there, again, if you can, it is always recommended, BCU fam, that you read the chapter before what it is that we're reading today, the chapter after, and of course, the chapter that we are referring to in its entirety. And the reason for that, for those who may not be aware, is, is that you can get a lot of good context when reading the, the chapters in the proper sequence. That way you can get contextually what the word of God is saying. Of course, for the sake of time, we have to condense things down. That's always a recommendation. Now, Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7 are called the Sermon on the Mount because Jesus gave this sermon on a hillside near Capernaum. Now, it's understood or thought that the sermon lasted uh, several days and in it Jesus was very clear about his position toward the law. Now authority and money are not important in the kingdom of the Lord at all. What matters most is obedience from the heart. Now salvation of course and then being obedient and what Jesus was doing was setting uh, everyone straight as to how they were to conduct themselves because many of the people who followed the law in that day did so for appearances versus doing things because the Lord told them to. And you'll see this as we go forward. So Matthew chapter 6 is where we are, and we're going to start at verse number 5. And in my Bible, King James Bible, a study Bible that I have, uh, the heading is Jesus teaches about prayer. Now, verse number five says, and when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Now, let me stop right there, BCU fam, because when it comes to praying, let me just clarify that Jesus is not against public prayer at all. For many of us who attend services, uh, we pray out loud and publicly quite a bit. I have also prayed uh, publicly with people uh, when we are ministering and things like that. So there's nothing wrong with public prayer. What was happening here is that uh, the religious leaders and scribes and Pharisees in that day, uh, many of them would pray so that people could admire them for their prayer. And, oh, look at so-and-so. and Look at their praying out loud with so-and-so. And that was the intent of their heart. Because Jesus knows the intent of our heart, because he knows the motive behind what we're doing and why we're doing it, he was exposing that. And he was saying, listen, if this is, I know your intent. I know the motive. And if this is what you're doing, then you already have your reward because the people who were praying at that time, scribes and Pharisees and religious leaders, they were praying to be admired of people. 
they wanted the people to see how holy they were and how wonderful they were. So their prayer was not sincere. It was more of a show than anything else. And that's what Jesus is warning against, that what we do when we pray, it shouldn't be outwardly a show. So Jesus, once again, is reminding us that we are not to pray to be admired of people because if that is our intent, then you've already gotten your reward and there is nothing else for you. That's it. You've gotten your your accolades, you've gotten the claps, and that's it. That's all that's going to happen there. Now, verse number six says, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, And when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy father, which is in secret, and thy father, which seeth in secret, shall openly reward thee. And the word that I'd like to zoom in on is the word closet. Now, what Jesus is saying here is that when we go to pray, we are praying to him. Prayer is a conversation with with the Lord, and we can do this at any point in time. When we go to God for whatever it is that we need, that we're interceding for, that we're asking for, that we're petitioning for, we don't have to do it out loud uh, where everyone can hear us. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but again, it's the motive of the heart, and what Jesus says that we're to do is that we are to go into our closet. Now, a closet here does not necessarily mean a physical closet. Now, if that's what we want to do and we've got a place for it, that's perfectly fine. Uh, It's not physically a closet, at least at that particular time. If we look at the word closet, and that's our word study for the week, in Greek, it is a tamlion. And... The spelling is T-A-M-E-I-O-N. And Tamion is a secret place where one would hide his or her most valuable possessions. And one way that I can describe the closet in modern day terms would be a safety deposit box. And I'm not even sure if those are still in fashion But as I was looking at this, the Lord reminded me uh, of safety deposit boxes. Now, I am not 100% sure, because it's been many years, that safety deposit boxes are still in fashion. But let me explain to you what I remember from my years of working as a teller in a bank. So what would happen is, is that our people that had uh, particular documents and things of value would store them in safety deposit boxes at our local bank. And these boxes were in a room that was supposed to be destroy proof. Like uh, you could not uh, fire or water or nothing could damage what was in or how this room was set up, nor in those boxes at all. So what would happen was is when people would come into the bank and want to get into their safety deposit boxes, of course, they had to go through an identification process. And then they had a key and we had what's called a guard key. And what would happen is, is that we would escort the customer down into the area where the boxes were kept. They would 
use uh, their key. We would use our guard key. We would pull that box out and then take them to a room, a secluded area where they could be left alone and do whatever it is that they needed to with the documents or the jewelry or whatever it was they were putting into or taking out of the safety deposit box. And they had the time that they needed and the space that they needed and the privacy that they needed to do just that. So uh, when we think about the word closet or Tamion, it is a place where your most prized possessions are. They're where your valuables are. And when I think about that, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. When I think about it, our tamion or our closet is the place where we keep our most valued or prized possessions. It's, it's where our private place is. When I think about the bank, that particular room was the closet. It was a tamion. It was where someone could get to what they needed to without any interruptions or concern about people seeing or hearing what was happening. And when we get into our secret place, into our tamion, it's the same thing. Now, BCU fam, we may have to have a tamion that is on the go, so to speak. So sometimes a tamion might be where we're in our cars on our way to where we're going because that's the place that we can get away from everyone and everything and have our prized time with the Lord. That Tamion for us may be the restroom in the middle of the day, of the workday, because uh, there are different pressures and things that are happening when it comes to uh, people at work and our, our family or whatever the case may be. And we may need to step away for just a little bit to get to that secret place. I, I may need to get to the stall in the restroom to talk to the Lord, to strengthen me, to get me through what's happening with the coworker or with the client or with the meeting or the phone call that I just received uh, with the kids or with the husband or with the wife or whatever it is. Our secret place, our closet could be a spot in our room where we just go to the Lord, that, that, that area where we can go to the Lord, where we know that we can get a touch from Jesus when we need it, when we need a breakthrough, when we need him to, to speak to somebody's heart and mind, when we need to intercede for someone. So our Tamion may not be a fixed place. Nonetheless, it's a secret place, hallelujah, that we can escape to, to talk to the Lord whenever we need to. And the scriptures remind us in Hebrews that we can go to the throne of grace at any time to, to obtain grace and mercy in a time of need. So it's what we need to do and when we need to do it. Our Tamion could be the empty house when everybody leaves out of it, where we can just walk through and pray. That might be our secret closet. It doesn't matter what it is, BCU fam. What matters is, is that we have one, that we can get to one whenever we need to. Right, It doesn't have to be, be fixed. And, and our hearts and our minds are looking for the Lord to work something out for us or for someone else. Now, let me just go back to now that we know that to verse number six and then read that in its entirety. But you, when you pray, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door, when you have gotten to a place where you have shut everything and everyone out, 
when you can get to the Lord where it's just you and where it's him. Pray to the Father, which is in secret. So that means you're just you're just talking to him and asking him whatever it is that, that you need. And thy Father, which sees you in secret, shall reward you openly. My God, I want to thank you in here today because what it is that we're asking for, who we're interceding for, somebody is praying for someone to be saved. Someone is asking the Lord in secret to deliver somebody. Somebody is looking for the Lord to bless someone financially. Someone needs a touch in their bodies. Hallelujah. Someone needs to be delivered from a stronghold. Somebody needs to have a place to live. Someone needs to have a car to ride in. Someone needs a job. Someone needs to, to know Jesus in their fullness. Whatever it is that you are praying for and about, continue praying in your closet secretly and watch the Lord reward you openly for what it is you are praying for. So I encourage you today, BCU fam, to keep on praying. Keep on praying in secret. It may not seem like it's coming to pass. It may not seem like anything is happening. Uh, we don't know when, but we know that God is more than able. He is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all. We can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Amen. Amen. So BCU fam, I pray that you are encouraged by what the word of God has said in here today and that uh, you go ahead and continue praying in that closet and, and see what God does. So I'm excited and I trust you are too. It is time for me to wrap things up. And if you were encouraged by what you heard here today, do let me know. If you're not already on the blankcouragesyou.com site, please make your way there. There is a comment section for you right there. So go ahead and put your comment in and let's continue our conversation. So once again, BCU family, this is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com. I am going to sign off. I'm excited in the Lord. <laughs> I trust you are too. Lord will. And until the next time we are together, may our amazing God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you all peace as you stay on 